Tired of ads crashing your comedy podcast party? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts, included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash comedy ad free. That's amazon.com slash comedy ad free. And catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. And here's your prescription. I know just the pharmacy to get this filled. Who are you? A pharmacy benefit manager. A middleman your insurer uses to decide which medicines you can get, what you pay, and sometimes even which pharmacy you should go to. Why can't I go to a pharmacy in my neighborhood? Because I make more money when you go to a pharmacy I own. <laughs> no one should stand between you and your medicine. Visit phrma.org slash middleman to learn more. Paid for by Pharma. Hey, everybody, and welcome to our very first Creepy Accounts episode. Woo! Thank you guys so much um, for sending in your stories. We had so many, so we just decided to do our first six, but don't worry. The stories that you have sent in will be read um, in the next episode that we do. So keep sending them in. We are loving them. Last night, guys. Oh, my God. (laughs) We hit 1,000 downloads oh my god thank you guys we just wanted to say thank you so much like we have been waiting for this day since october 1st we're like wait till we get to 1000 just wait i just i i couldn't believe it and we did celebrate with um shots with shots yeah we know us so our first story is going to be from Logan Lewis. He is a day one fan of ours. He is, guys. He's amazing. <laughs> he is the host of a few podcasts, and one of them is Whatever I Want Podcast. His pronouns are he, him, and I'm just going to start reading. Hey, gals. This may be long, but I promise it is worth it. Buckle up. So my family and I used to live out in Scottsdale, Arizona when I was in middle school. Rather than going to see Sedona or the Grand Canyon when my family visited over and over again, one summer we decided to do something a little different. We decided to drive through the mountains and see sites in that area. One destination along the path is a small town called Jerome. In Jerome, you will come across the Jerome Grand Hotel atop one of the larger mountain ranges. A little history on the hotel. The Jerome Grand Hotel was originally constructed in 1926 under the name United Verde Hospital, later became Phelps Dodge Mining Corporation. The hospital, however, was closed in 1950 as the mining operations began shutting down and medical services were available in the neighboring community of Cottonwood, where many of the staff transferred to. The building stood unused for the next 44 years. When you get to the hotel, there's a small lobby and a cafe that you can eat lunch in, and that's what we did. From the get-go, the staff lets you know that the place is haunted, telling you stories about various deaths that occurred in the hotel when it was a hospital back in the mid-1900s. Guests that have stayed in the hotel reported hearing coughing, labored breathing, and even voices coming from the empty rooms. Guests also reported smells coming from the rooms, such as flowers, dust, cigarette smoke, and whiskey. Other report light anomalies and the television sets turning themselves on with no explanation. The most notable story is one about a four or five-year-old child running down the hallway on the third floor, sometimes crying or laughing. This child also likes to appear at the foot of beds in various rooms, just staring at the bed's occupant. 
Frequently, the sounds of giggling and running occur on the top floor, as though children are at play. The sounds of a newborn baby's cry is common on the third and fourth floor, as well as a faint smell of baby powder and zinc oxide. The baby's crying has alerted enough guests that they have phoned the front desk out of concern, the location being a vacant room. Staff as well as guests frequently report bedside table lamps and televisions being unplugged, shampoo bottles rolling across the floor or flying across the room. The sound of doors opening and closing while the room is otherwise vacant are common. Guests have found electronics such as cell phones and camcorders dead center beneath the bed. Front desk staff, particularly the graveyard shift, have reported hearing coughing and sneezing from the hotel's laundry room, seeing shadows in the same area of whom they believe to be Claude Harvey, the hospital's maintenance man who was found dead on April 3rd, 1935, pinned Beneath the Otis elevator. Oh. Presumably murdered. Oh. Oh. They see and hear Claude roaming the stairwells and the boiler room as though still at work. Many guests have reported seeing the apparitions of two ladies, one in a white gown and another one in a nurse's outfit, as well as someone who appears to be a doctor or nurse in a long lab coat carrying a clipboard roaming the halls. All of that backstory said, my cousin and I are huge into scary movies and spooky things, and this seemed right up our alley. So me and him shared a room on the third floor for the night. What were y'all thinking? Y'all are Did you know the backstory before? <laughs> yeah. Third so floor? we tried to stay up as late as possible to get the full effect. <laughs> what? But both Logan. passed out around midnight. That's all you could take? Just midnight? Come on, Logan. We know you're better than that. We didn't experience much except for when I got up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom around 3 a.m. When going to the bathroom, the whole time I felt like I was being watched. After I finished in the bathroom, I turned off the light and headed back to the bed where, indeed, I saw a little boy sitting crisscross on the bed at the very end by my cousin's feet. Hell no. Hell no. Oh my God. We didn't say or do anything except sit there and look around the room. I'm sorry. He didn't say or do anything except for sit there and look around the room. All of a sudden, he looked over at me. And as soon as he locked eyes with me, he vanished. Oh, my God. I just got chills all over my head. (laughs) I freaked out. But believe it or not, I was able to fall back asleep. What? Oh, God. (laughs) When checking out the next morning, my cousin and I exchanged stories about how he got up to go pee at 1 a.m. And he experienced the exact same situation. Oh, my God. After that, we were super freaked out. But now we have one hell of a story. Stay stay spooky, y'all. Logan. Okay, first off, Logan. (laughs) When you wake up in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. And you know it's 3 a.m. It's a haunted hotel. You hold... That bladder until the sunlight comes back. Hell no, you pee in the bed before you get up. Oh, no way. Oh, my God. So, I wonder if the little boy was waiting for you to wake up so he can make eye contact with you, too. Oh, that's freaky. Oh, my God, that's so spooky. Logan, thank you so much for sending in your story. That was fucking awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, (laughs) So, like, how are you and your cousin doing now? I mean, have y'all had any other... Crazy things happen, send them like, in. Like, what? Oh my god. 
just crisscross applesauce. He's like, yo, what's up, Logan? He's like, hi, I've been waiting How for you. How was your pee? <laughs> How was it? Your cousin's was fine, but his was two hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting for you. Hi. But wait, you didn't see him before you got up, right? No, it was when he came back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-mm. And how did you just fall back asleep? I would have been yeah. I would have been outside. Oh, I would have okay. been in my car up. driving back to Scottsdale. I would have woken you up and been like, get in the car. Yeah. Right now. Fuck no. That was a great story. Thank you, Logan. Thanks, Logan. Okay. So it's my turn. So our second story that we have, it is from Micah. She is one of Taylor and I's sorority sisters. Pronouns she, her. You two are doing such a great job with this podcast. I binged the first three episodes and then got sad because I had to wait for the next one to come out. Listening to your podcast makes tedious workdays so much more enjoyable. Thank you, Micah. Thank you, Micah. I apologize in advance for this novel I'm about to write, but I love creepy shit. We do too, Micah. So creepy accounts of my childhood home. The first house I lived in was an old farmhouse. The original rooms were built late 1800s, and more rooms were added on through the years. In a field behind the house, there were gravestones of a family who had lived there a long time before my family did. (laughs) With that being said, it's not super surprising that there were some weird things that happened, mostly when my parents were late stages of dating newly married. While my mom was cleaning one afternoon, she heard heavy footsteps, like a man in boots coming down the hall. Thinking my dad had come home from work to grab a bite to eat, she yelled that she was in the back of the house. No answer. She called again. Still no answer. She asked my dad if he had come home that afternoon. He hadn't. He worked through lunch. Mom told him what happened, and he simply replied that that was the ghost, and the woman who lived in the house before him also heard the same footsteps when no one else was home. Mom would wake up to get ready for work, and sometimes the lids of her makeup and hair products would be scattered across the bathroom counter. (laughs) Or she would find that her makeup, which she always kept organized by type, lip products in one pocket, eye products in another pocket, etc., would be mixed up in her bag as if someone had thrown everything haphazardly back in it. Oh, my God. Their dog at the time, a very sweet lab named... Reggae. Reggae, would sometimes crouch at the front of the hallway and growl at something towards the back of the hallway, which is where my mom heard footsteps and where the original part of the house was. My favorite one. All of the lights in the bedroom came on while my parents were sleeping one night, waking them up. My dad, being the unreasonably calm person that he is, said... I know you're here, I know you want attention, but I just want to sleep. (laughs) All the lights went off. Oh my god. My (laughs) That's crazy. My parents did renovations on the house either before I was born or when I was too young to remember. After the renovations happened, it went quiet. What? That's That's crazy. That's backwards. Normally it's like, you disturbed my home. Right. Yeah. And then they'll like be crazy. Oh my god. First off, go your mom sorting her makeup by type. Oh. Wait till you see my makeup bag. <laughs> no, mine's in a broken anchor bag. And my God, we know do. you know which one we're talking about. We know about. you know about the blue anchor bag. The blue anchor bag. And it's ripped up. There's a hole in the bottom of the it. The hole inside of it is just covered. And the zipper's makeup. broken too. <laughs> but that was, a, that was crazy. That I, was a great story, Micah. Okay, so I'm going to do the third story. And this one is also from Micah. So, um, this is the creepy account of the one time I was forced to stay in a haunted hotel and no one believed me. Oh, shit. This is going to be a good one. 
So my grandparents had a 50th anniversary party at an older boutique hotel near their hometown called Thomas House. I was around six during this experience. Since my mom was helping with the planning and the hotel was a couple hours away from where we lived, we stayed overnight. When I got to our room, I refused to go in it. Something was off. I didn't like it. I definitely was not going to sleep in there. I threw a fit nearing full on temper tantrum, which was way out of my character. My family ended up switching rooms because I absolutely would not stay in there. The entire time we were at the hotel, I felt like someone was behind me. I was so scared of this that I sat slash stood in the corners constantly. I distinctly remember my family leaving me upstairs as they went to go decorate. So I dragged the chair into the corner of a room and listened to Magic Treehouse audiobooks to distract myself from how terrified I was. I knew it didn't make sense for me to be so scared and to feel like something was behind me when nothing was there, but I could never get comfortable. Fast forward 10 years, my mom says the hotel my grandparents had their party at was going to be on a ghost hunter show. No way. Ghost Adventures, I think. Oh, with Zach Baggins. <laughs> <laughs> A little girl died in one of the rooms, and there were accounts of her trying to befriend other little <gasps> girls. I have chills. Full body chills. Oh, my God. My mom's going to kill me for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> this is my biggest I told you so moment, and I will take every advantage to remind my mom of it. I hope you find something that you can use for the show. Looking forward to this week's episode. Micah, you gave us more than enough. That was oh, amazing. Thank you, Micah. I oh, my gosh. So... A hundred percent that that little girl was trying to befriend you. And that's why you were so uncomfortable because there was somebody there. There was literally someone there. You just got justified you. 10 years later. Yep. You did it. I have to watch the episode. I know. We have to go watch it like right after this. We need to go sit in there and watch oh, it. Oh, you're going to have to DM us. Okay. Thomas House. Just Thomas kidding. House. Yep. Oh my God. Thank you so much again, Micah. Those were amazing stories. <laughs> Those were amazing. Okay, guys. So the fourth one that we have is from my sister, Marley. Ooh, Marley. She says, hello, everyone. I'm Morgan's sister, and I wanted to share my own personal experience with the spirit while I was in college. My sorority house in college was old and built sometime during the 19th century before my sorority began to occupy it. When I joined my freshman year, I was taught that the house was used as a safe haven for slaves and had tunnels underneath to hide those escaping from slavery. I personally have never checked to see if this was true myself, but the timelines match up. With such history and the house being so old, people have always made jokes about the house ghosts. I personally have never had an experience with it until the fall of my senior year. My roommate and I were coaching the fraternity that I am a sweetheart to for our annual philanthropy event. Must run the family because we coached everything. (laughs) Um, They came down to our house to practice their routine, and that's when I became a firm believer in the presence of ghosts. In our main entertaining room, we have a grand piano that is old, old. So old that we actually had a sign on it that many of the keys are broken and does not play correctly. To this day, we have no idea who put the sign there. No one has ever owned up to it. One of the boys asked if he could play and started playing. She's a rainbow by the Rolling Stones on the piano. Wow. Fast forward an hour or so, practice is over and everyone leaves. My roommate and I stuck around for a while, cleaning up, and then a little longer to record the routine for those that miss practice. Oh, we know that all We know well, all about Marley. that. <laughs> I have a video of what happens next. I began recording on my laptop and began playing our music. All the same time, chaos filled the room. My Mac 
glitched and huge error messages began spamming my screen over and over again. Our speaker behind us started screaming with static. And across the room, the piano began playing the most disturbing, ominous sounds. It was so loud that to this day, I cannot believe it came from that piano, but it did. In the video, my friend and I were visibly disturbed, staring at the piano that was playing with no one there. We screamed, grabbed our shit, and literally cried for the rest of the night. Reflecting back on that night, I can say I have never been more scared in my life. I felt a wave of terrible dread over me for a long time after that. Post-haunting, many of my friends, including myself, relived that incident through the video recorded through the video recording we had obtained. Many saw the lights dimming. Our light switch in the house was a dimming switch. Some say they see shadows. Some say they saw orbs. Some even saw faces in the photos behind us. I didn't care. I didn't need justification. It happened. I experienced it firsthand. At one point, we even had Mary Ann Winkowski, the inspiration of the ghost whisperer, who was a family friend of one of my sorority sisters, do a reading and cleanse our house of the four dark and perverted spirits living there. Oh my God. Fast forward again a few months later after I graduated. I was living back home with my parents for a little while, but something came with me. I felt this wave of darkness anytime I was in my bedroom. That's wonderful, Marley. Thank you, because (laughs) I sleep right next to you. At (laughs) night, I felt someone watching me, and even at times, someone talking to me from across the room. I felt like I was in a deep, dark state of depression anytime I was in my room, but as soon as I'd leave, I was fine. To answer any questions regarding hereditary sleep paralysis Morgan discussed in episode four, no. I was fully awake for all of these experiences. I was so scared to be in my bedroom. I would avoid going in there entirely and at times sleeping with all of my lights on to ease the darkness. After weeks of not being able to sleep, I finally consulted someone on how to banish a negative spirit and did a sort of banishing ritual and cleansing of my space. I did feel some sort of comfort after that, but was not fully rid of whatever was attached to me until I moved from Pittsburgh to Colorado. I have no idea if the spirit haunting me left my home or just attached itself to some other high-energy individual. Oh, like Morgan. But it sucked the life out of me. Let's just say I have lived over two years now without its presence, and my boyfriend friends have seen a world of difference between who I was and who I am now. Whatever it was, I feel bad for the next soul it finds its way to feed off of. Thank you, Marley. The end. Sorry this was long. Then she sends another one, because my <laughs> sister just, you know, she has a way with words. She's got to come back. Just got to add a little something. A little something. This doesn't need to be included, but the skepticism that I have heard was, maybe the boys were playing a joke on us. No. We were there a solid after hour after they left, and they were all gone. Maybe it was another speaker playing piano sounds. Literally, no. We could see the keys moving. Wow. Also, Morgan, didn't you say you felt like a spirit was attached to you your junior, senior year? Approximately when did that happen? Because I might have banished it to attach onto you. I have read that similar spirits seem to present themselves differently to different people, so I don't know. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk Marley, about that. I'm gonna kick your There ass. are other side stories with the ghosts of our house, like our nationals rep watching some man walk from our kitchen straight into our basement. She told us about this after staying in our house for a week and after we told her our ghost story, so no way she could have been previously influenced. The ghosts also love to throw tissue boxes across the room. Glass vases get shattered. Our basement door opens on its own, and that's fucking terrifying. I figured my personal story was a little more spooky than just general info, but add or delete whatever you want. Thanks. 
Thanks, Marla. Um, first off, yes, guys, we're go we're gonna dive into our our own ghost story. But we had a ghost, um, a spirit, and we did give her a name. We had to press pause. One moment. Okay, we're back. Um, so I do want to clarify that my sister and I, we had no idea of each other's like high energy and spirit, like spiritual gifts, spiritual gifts, whatever. Um. Until about a month ago. And Taylor and I have a very personal, serious story that really aligned up to this that we decided, you know what, let's take a break and just chill. We just had to talk it through. Um, we like, want to share nauseous. that story with you guys, but it's pretty fresh. Um, yeah. So we don't really like talking about it. But holy shit, yeah. Um, thanks, Marley, for that. Luckily, we had our own little protector in our apartment that did me Kate. well. Um, so that negative energy on you, it I don't think it got to me. No, we'll, we'll get back to it. We'll um, get back to it. But thank you for sharing that story. And guys, I have seen the video of the piano. and I have to see it. Yeah, I'll pull it up here. Marley, but, um, if, um, if you don't care, maybe we can post, post it, it on our day. Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she won't care. I make the decision. She, you <laughs> don't care. Right. Marley doesn't care, apparently. All right. Well, thanks, Marles. Thank Love you, Marley. Um, Love you, hate you. Love you, hate you for the, the spirit. <laughs> and in the words of um, M. Schultz from And That's Why We Drink, love your hair, hate your guts. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, sis. We just had a stop again and call her because, guys, I really had no idea about any of all this. That so. was crazy. All right. You're up, Tay. All right, so next up we have a story that is from Emma, and their pronouns are she, her. Hi, before sharing my creepy encounter over the past weekend, oh, so this one is fresh. Fresh, yeah. I just wanted to um, tell you both that you are doing an amazing job with this podcast. If I didn't know, I think that you'd been doing this forever. Oh, thank you, Emma. Thank you, Emma. Thanks a lot. So a little backstory. I have always wanted a black cat. Long-haired in particular. So, Taylor, I am definitely jealous of your cat. Ha, ha, ha. Anyways, I have always told my best friend, Morgan, my dreams of having said black cat. She always told me her conspiracies. So, you could call us avid cat lovers. This makes us sound like we're going to be old ladies with only cats, but I promise we aren't that weird. Well, I'm that weird, Emma, so I understand. <laughs> So, she recently became a cat owner and a cat owner of two all within the past six months. Oh, so she really loving the cats. <laughs> um, I call these cats my own as well because my boyfriend has made it very clear to me that I am not allowed to have one of my own. We can talk him into it. Um, <laughs> one day we will have cats though. Yep. I have manifested it to the death of me. Yep. That's all you have to do. Just throw it on the universe, Emma. So, on to our creepy encounter. This past weekend, my boyfriend and I were out at our best friend's river house. When we were all just hanging out, my boyfriend comes in the house to tell Morgan and I that there's a cat on the front door. We immediately rush outside. We walk out the front door and are met by a huge black cat with bright green eyes. We both then sit down and the cat takes to both of us, going back and forth between our laps. One of the friendliest cats we have both ever met. We compared him to a black panther because of how big he was. After a few minutes, Morgan says, Salem, that's what we'll call him. Eventually, the boys come outside and join us. After a few minutes, we talked to my boyfriend, and we talked him into letting Salem sit in his lap. Side note, this was huge for him, considering every time we are at our friend's house, he stays as far away from their cat as he can. 
So why now? Why let a random cat sit in your lap when you don't know anything about his behavior? We were all in shock to say the least. All in all, we spend about two hours of our day outside with him, going out to check on him throughout the rest of the day. At this point, Morgan had talked of taking him home to be with her other cats that hadn't decided if they would or not. The whole experience, I think she meant to say if they would like him or not, maybe, I don't know. Um, The whole experience with this cat was really nothing any of us had ever experienced before. Later that night, around 2 a.m., we decided to head home. We walk outside to see that Salem was in the same exact place. He started meowing at us as if he wanted us to take him home. At least that's what I told myself. (laughs) Me too. Um, (laughs) We don't take him, but we are headed home and we pass the local ballpark around 2.45 a.m. And notice a bunch of taller looking men playing baseball. So it seemed. Upon further notice, we see that there is not a single car in the oh entire parking lot. In the entire parking lot. And even at the even the gate is shut and no cars are behind it. I immediately suggest aliens or extraterrestrial life because that's always my go-to. Morin's too. Mine too. My boyfriend kind of blows it off and we go on about our night. But who plays baseball at 2.45 a.m. on a Sunday morning? Weird, right? I don't know if these two things are connected at all, but I find it extremely strange that they both happened on the same night. After listening to the podcast this week and hearing about Arletta's encounter, I felt like I definitely had to share our encounter with you guys. The more I listened to the podcast, the more I was like, holy shit, why is this girl describing a cat that I know? Morgan and I talked about it all week and are going back to get this cat, but we haven't yet. We want to know that all the opinions slash conspiracies of what our encounter could have meant. Should we go back and get him? Bad luck, good luck. Let's hear it all. Also, if I'm allowed to give my input, pretty please put all of the emphasis that you can on the major details that are so similar in the story of the previous podcast. We were mind blown to say the least. Can't wait to hear all of the creepy content in the bonus episode. Emma. Emma? Emma. First off, Emma, you 150,000% saw Aliens! You. Oh my god. And, and dude, connection? I don't know. I've never heard of a black cat alien connection, but probably. Probably. So, just for the people that maybe this is their first episode that they're listening to, yeah. I'm going to back up and explain what happened in our last episode, which is the Bell Witch, Black Cats, and Shauna Howe, um, episode five. So, in this story, we had on Arletta from Stay Open podcast, and she tells a story about how she found her black cat. And basically, she has a deal with the universe that the only way that she would take a cat is if the cat chose her. So, go on to say the cat has three different names. It's Bagheera, Wakanda, and Salem. Salem being its spirit's name. And she compared him to a black panther. So, this is why this story is so crazy for Emma. So, I want to give my opinion on it and then I'll let you give yours. Okay. So for me, or let's just do it together because I know it's going to be similar. (laughs) Um, But for me, I'm thinking like the cat is a protector of yours. Um, Before I advise you to take it, I would definitely um, ask around the neighbors in the area if it's their cat. But how crazy is it that this cat was meowing at you loudly before you left? Maybe it wasn't take me home. Maybe it was be careful and be aware. Maybe it was be careful, but also I have a 
I'm wondering if, did you guys like kind of stand around and like maybe waste an extra five minutes, you know, talking to this cat um, that way, like it was as, as a distraction because maybe if you would have been at the ballpark at 2.40 a.m. instead of 2.45, something could have happened. Like a spaceship literally being there. Oh my gosh. I have full body freaking... Tanya's going to beat your ass for saying that. But seriously, Emma, I, I am intrigued. Oh my god! I don't know. I mean, if you were to go back and the cat is still there, and I, I would personally um, picture him as a protector. Yeah, protector for sure. Because you're absolutely right. Who plays baseball at two forty-five a.m. on Sunday morning? Yeah. Tall, lanky men that have no cars. No, and, and the gates closed. And the gates closed. Like, I mean, is there a neighborhood nearby that, you know... No, this is kind of far out. I know where she's talking about. Were they actually playing baseball or were they just kind of standing around the field drinking a few beers they're using as, like, a party field? Like, right. I don't I don't know, but... On I a mean, Sunday morning, like, what? It is. The events afterwards are so weird that, yeah, maybe the cat is a good luck. You know, it yeah. is a protector. It was like a... Pro- well, which, this is what I was saying. Black cats are, are protectors. Like, in history and omens and cultures, like, they do see them as protectors. Mm-hmm. And I can give my own short story account, which I don't want to go into all the details of this just because it's a bigger story for me. But... I will say my husband and I just moved into a new house that was built in the 1920s. And so when we first came in and y'all know, I've mentioned before that I'm a sensitive person. So when I came in, I felt like the energy was just a little off and there was a lot of, um, there was authority in the house Mm -hmm. of just being protective over a spirit space, which is, you have to respect that, um, because also you're coming into their home. But, um, I had a medium come and cleanse the whole house. And when she was here, she told me that my black cat, Mila, first off, she told me that my little cat, Nona, she's, um, she's just loving life here. She loves playing Nona's with the spirits. Nona's a little shit. But she loves playing with the spirits. Um, and there's a woman spirit in my house that she likes to sit in her lap and be pet. But Mila is always nervous in this house. And so I asked her, like, I didn't even bring this up. She turned to me and she goes, this cat right here. And as she's doing this, she's swirling her right hand and pulling it up. And Mila jumps off the ground as if the medium literally just pulled something out of her body. But Mila was all the way across the room. So it's not like it should have affected her at all. Right. And, and she, Mila yeah, is yeah. like the laziest cat you'll ever laziest see. So Mila cat. doesn't just jump, you know? No, Mila is always just sleeping. Yeah. But what's crazy is she said, Mila has been a protector for me and my husband since, because we've had her for three years and we've been together for four years. She's been our protector for the last three years, taking on darker spirits. So that way, because Mila knows that I'm a sensitive, so that way they don't cause me any harm. So we had to get Mila cleansed because she was protecting us so much. She was taking the spirits onto herself. So she had like dark tentacles in her. I know that sounds crazy for all my people that don't believe in that stuff, but I do want you to know, like, black cats are protectors, and this might have been a protector for you. Yeah. I mean... I would definitely go back and see if the cat is still Yeah, if, if you go back and the cat is there, um, absolutely, I think, take it. If you go back and the cat is not there, I think that just justifies that that cat was a protector for you. Right. Yeah. I don't know. That's crazy. Thank you, Emma. Thank that, you, Emma, for your story. Wow. All right, guys. Okay, our our final one. Um, this is going to be anonymous, 
Um, so I guess I'll just start. When I was a small child, around the age of four or five, I started to experience sleep paralysis in the middle of the night, at least once a week. It was always the same exact experience. It was dark, demonic, and horrifying. During the sleep paralysis, I could feel that there was a large, black, featureless entity in this one corner of my room, but I could never look at it directly. I just knew it was there, trying to scare me. The atmosphere would gradually change. I would begin hearing screaming, crying, fighting, and a lot of commotion. These are some of my worst fears since I was a child. It was like the entity was playing on my worst fears. I would slowly begin to feel like I was getting sucked into the black mass in the corner. Then I would actually wake up, screaming and crying every single time. I had this exact same experience with sleep paralysis sleep paralysis until I was about six years old. I honestly believe that it was a very dark spirit in my house that knew my greatest fears and used them against me while I was asleep. I truly believe that is what hell must feel like. Wow. Um, wow, Anonymous. Wow, thank you, Anonymous. Thank you. Um, that was honestly, dark. waking up, screaming and crying, I, I do experience that. Not necessarily screaming, but crying, I get very emotional after I experience, you know, my paralysis and I do wake up and I, my heart rate is out the wazoo. My, my eyes are sometimes, I know this is nasty, but sometimes crusted shut from crying in your sleep, you know? Yeah. Cause your tears aren't going anywhere. You're laying horizontal, um, screaming. I had woken up. I know in my one story I told, I had woken up as shot my body up forward while screaming for my mother. Um, and again, the featureless entity, that's what a lot of people record that right. they see is that there's like no faces. Look at it. Yeah. Wow, that's sleep paralysis, there's definitely, again, back to it, there's definitely something way more than your REM cycle, and this justifies that too. Oh, one hundred percent. And and also like I wonder if this person is a spiritual, like a spiritually sensitive person also. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder too. Well, guys, thank you, Anonymous. Um, that was amazing. Thank you, everybody. That well, thank you so much for sending these stories in. I really enjoyed recording this episode, so I am looking forward to doing another creepy account episode soon. I hope you guys really enjoyed it as well. Taylor, I am. I'm literally just so shook. Sitting I over am here too. Right now. One, I can't even get over. We have to two. Emma just. Yeah, Emma. That- Honestly, you all did. Those are just what? What's yeah? Did we light the sage yet? Oh yeah, girl, it's been lit. <laughs> Guys, Taylor has been sitting over there, just absolutely mute and just mind blown and just shook to her core. So. Rocking back and forth, and I want you guys to know we were. Kind, I've, I've been kind of off this episode because it's not dark outside. It, we're recording this like at five. Yeah, and. I have been off this entire time, and thank well, we God we have, did record it. We also have fog brain from being hungover from our 1,000th <laughs> download shot, so yes. you know, we have a little bit of mix of everything going on, but um, yeah. yeah. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys. If you love this creepy account, go ahead and send them in right now, because we're going to throw it at you guys at a random point in November. Yeah. Once we get the next six stories that we like, or maybe eight, we might do eight if you guys like this episode a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. If you go ahead and start sending them, they can be true crime, alien, conspiracy, uh, hauntings. I mean, literally anything. And you can send those into um, creepsandcrimespodcast at gmail.com. 
Um, and then maybe one time we'll just like pop out our own story. Oh, we'll give it to you. We guys. want you guys to hear it. But well, we just... might do that in the main episode. But yeah. I think I think we still need a little bit of time to recover from that. Especially now after Especially we got more information. Now. Because y'all this this story that happened to us, the the literally creepy account that happened to us, is what inspired this podcast to take off. And yeah. so that's how fresh it is. And it's a story that had occurred for over, like, eight months. Like, it was just thing after thing after mm-hmm. thing. So, like, and it would be hard to summarize that. Pieces we'd, fell together. As we'd really have on. to sit down and break it apart and... Talk it through. We want it to be, you know, absolutely transparent and perfect, so... All right, All right guys. guys. Um, follow us on Instagram at Creeps and Crimes Podcast. Uh, you can follow our personals. Mine is Taylor J. And mine is morg.m, double the G. And also, um, you can follow Something Noteworthy um, by Katie J. She is working on our merch literally as we speak. And we've got some really awesome ones that are going to come out. And I'm so excited about them. We're so excited. So I'm going to post them and then we'll start getting, um, I'm going to post what the mocks look like so everybody can just get a like vision of them Mm -hmm. and then once the first order comes out we'll put them for sale on the uh on our instagram page also guys happy halloween happy halloween (laughs) i hope you guys have crazy costumes i can't wait to see them um be safe please be be safe safe. wear a mask when you're around people you don't you know you don't know but also just be safe because every year on halloween it can be really dangerous mm-hmm. and also really scary, especially since we're spooking you guys out already. Yeah. Love you guys. Like, comment, subscribe. Love you guys. Leave us ratings, reviews. We love reading them. Share with your friends. Share with your friends. And share on Instagram. Make sure you are downloading the episode. So do the plus sign and then pull it down from the cloud. All right? We love the cloud. We love but the But don't cloud. keep it in the cloud. No. Pull it down. Actually, screw the cloud. All right. <laughs> All love right. the phone. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys.